This is Leafs Lake. Hi, this is Mike Ross, public address announcer for your Toronto Maple Leafs, and this is the Leafs Late Night Podcast, your post-game destination. And now, your starting lineup, Roscoe, the Fanalist, Southey, Beaner, and Darty Brodeur on the Leafs Late Night Podcast. Oh, we did it. We fought through the technical difficulties, and Google Chrome can suck it. Suck my fucking ass. Sorry. <laughs> you know, it's it's a lot. It was like 45 minutes of, of trying to fight with it. But we're here, and everything is crazy. I don't know what Dubis is doing, and we're going to talk about it. How about that? Yeah. The Dubis and Dubis. So, uh, Roscoe, uh, Beaner, Darty, and St- Def on Leafs Late Night, where it's never too late for the Leafs, presented by Inside the Rink. Um, let's just go through, we'll save the Leaf stuff and do like a whole breakdown on that, because that's probably going to take us half the show. Real quick, let's run down some trades. Uh, since our last show, <clears throat> I'd say the big ones, we had uh, the rights to Vili Huso sent to... Uh, Detroit. So that was one off the board that the Leafs could have got. Unfortunately, that was the, probably the top one on my my pick uh, board. But what have's? Then we had uh, Vitek Vanacek going to New Jersey for a second and third round pick. Um, I guess the biggest thing there is Vili Huso going the other way and immediately signing a contract worth, uh, pardonnez-moi, four point seven five million dollars a year. So. That kind of set the market, no? Started, th- I mean, at least for me, it started me thinking about where we were at with Jack and, and what the potential could be and what we're looking at paying. What'd y'all think? Yeah, kind of. Um, if you look at... It, it's it's so weird because we don't really have... Like this year, we don't really have that, that hardcore all-star goalie like we don't have a, a Bobrovsky coming off a Vesna caliber season going to free agency right like yes Kemper won the cup and yes he, teams have been high on him for years but I think that might be partially team related like look at Grubauer Grubauer yeah. was a Vesna finalist for Colorado and then went to Seattle and we all see how that went yeah and I mean Kemper won the cup with the lowest save percentage in like 20 years uh, what I mean about Huso is that as far as, like like you said, they were kind of mid-tier goalies, but there were a lot of them available and a lot of teams looking for them. So I think that was kind of setting the price for the low end and everything was going to be higher than that. So the fact that somebody unproven who stepped in for an injured Bennington was able to get 4.75 a year for three years, I mean, that kind of set the stage for everybody else to go, okay, if, if Huso's worth that, then I'm getting over five for sure. And they all did. Very surprising. Um, no one saw a 50 odd game player get, you know, almost five million a year <laughs> as a goaltender. Uh, Vinny Huso only played 57 uh, NHL games uh, in his career. So, you know, it was kind of out of left field for me. I knew the guy was going to get paid, but not nearly as much as Jack Campbell. Come on. Yeah, I think this market was interesting because the last few years we've had the. COVID's kind of been like, uh, there was no light at the end of the tunnel the last two free agencies. I think there was a lot of uh, 
unknown as far as when the cap was going to go up. And this year, it seems like with that year, uh, 25-ish in mind, everybody's able to kind of throw a bit more money around. You know, there's people back in the stadium. Uh, the new TV deal went through. So I think there's there's money to be spent. And uh, fuck, some teams need to get rid of some. That are, how many are over the cap still, Beaner? <laughs> <laughs> there like, are... Like eight. <laughs> Six teams that are still currently over the cap, and the Canadians only have two hundred thousand in space. Yeah, see, that's that's the other side of this. As as much money got thrown around and as many contracts got signed, like there is still a cap, and it is still flat. <laughs> so I'm interested to see how everyone makes this work. Speaking of cap, want to just take a jab at how many dollars the NHL has spent in the last two days on contracts? Okay, so. I heard on NHL Network at one point it was at like seven hundred and twenty million, but that was like a couple hours into the first day. So what did it end at? So on day one, there was nine hundred and thirty-five million dollars in contracts handed out. And that is today, bonkers, man. <laughs> yeah, one hundred and sixty-four mil. So we are already at almost one bit or over one over. billion dollars yeah over one, one billion in billion contracts dollars. one billion million fulfilling that is absolutely crazy i did not realize it would cross a billion i don't think we've ever gotten close to that has that happened i don't know but in total there Pro- probably been- over the course of the full summer i doubt it was happened over the first two days a total of not or 399 contract years and a total of let me see 206 signings okay so uh let's keep moving through these tony d'angelo goes to philadelphia uh his rights only for a fourth round pick, a third round pick, and a second round pick. And Philly immediately signs him to two years, ten million dollars. Are you joking? <laughs> so Carolina got a steal. Uh I also can't believe that Tony D'Angelo gets like a one year slap on the wrist and then gets handed ten million dollars. Yeah. The the other thing that, that kind of pisses me off about that is to try to help make room for that. They have to buy out Oscar Clefbaum. Mm-hmm. Or sorry, Oscar Lindblom, sorry. You have a guy who got diagnosed with cancer, went through treatments during COVID, came back to play during a global pandemic when we still didn't know how it was going to affect people. And he was going through cancer treatment, so his immune system was shot. And, you know, the the fans love him, the media loves him. He's done a lot in the city with regards to programs for kids and for people with cancer. And you're buying him out to help make room for Tony fucking D'Angelo. <laughs> Honestly, that is the worst part of all this. They should have put um, Limblom on IR and just let the contract pay out. The fact that they're buying it out so he gets less money after all that is just sickening. Like, ugh. I forgot about Seem- that whole part of it. Thanks for reminding me. Seems like they were after something bigger, though, like Johnny Gaudreau, for example. Um, it seemed like they were trying to clear the cap, but it's like, why why move, you know, the kid who is finally ready to play in the NHL? Wasn't he on LTIR anyway? Like, I know they didn't get the Johnny deal done, but something doesn't add up right in Philly. I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. 
Well, like as discussed, like on uh, other podcasts, like they they donated a hundred grand to a, a local organization for cancer. Obviously, knowing that this was not going to be good news, like this is not going to look good for them. But uh, there is some uh, there is some good news. I don't know if you folks know he was picked up by the sharks. I don't know what the the um, yeah. the specifics are, but uh, he didn't stay without a home for too long. And uh, knowing how things are in Philly right now, I feel like. Uh, they make the sharks look good and hell San Jose is a nice place. I've heard some, heard some good things about San Jose, like, you know, the, the city, not the, not the team. <laughs> <laughs> well, they do yeah. need another defender. Now, uh, no one saw Burns leaving, right? Yeah, really? So that's two more away here. So I'm going to skip over the uh, Toronto Ottawa deal. We'll get back to that. But uh, Ottawa acquires Cam Talbot in exchange for Philip Gustafson. One for one. That was a weird trade. And so any, weird. Like one for one of the same position always confuses me. Like I, I get it's a change of scenery thing, but like it's almost like both teams have somehow convinced each other that the guy that they don't like is good to the other team. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be some backflips to get there. Well, we've been talking about sorry, Steph. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> we've been talking about Minnesota and their their cap issues with those two buyouts, right? I think on Minnesota's end of this, when they re-signed Fleury, it basically said, yeah, no, we got to get rid of Talbot. Fair enough. What's the money difference there? I don't have them up because I have so many tabs open for other things. Do you know? Uh, I can get it to you very shortly here. Talbot uh, was 3.5 or 3.6, I think, and Gus- Gustafson was way less than that, but it just seems like they g- wanted a, I don't know, 10-year age difference or something. Gustafson's okay. seven eighty seven. Well, like seven hundred thousand. Okay, so that's it's an acquire. Okay, I get it. So it's it's Minnesota dumping money and it's Ottawa bringing somebody in because they moved somebody out. Okay, it, it kind of makes sense. Uh, next up, we had the first trade of the thirteenth was Boston acquiring Pavel Zaka in exchange for Eric Halla. That one I, I didn't really see coming. I thought Hollow was a good fit on Boston, but I guess they didn't. I didn't see that coming either. I thought Zacco was going to stay a devil forever and ever, but I guess not. Yeah, not much else to say there. I don't really follow either of those teams enough to comment on it. Well, sorry, it's just one of those things like Zach has kind of underperformed since he came in. Um, the Devils took him fairly high, so they were kind of anticipating that he would be a little better than he was. And I don't know if, if Boston maybe decided that with Halla being 31 and one year left on his deal, they weren't going to re-sign him next year anyways. So maybe mm-hmm. get get a project and see if you can, you know, turn Zach into even a, you know, a sliver of what everybody thought he might be when he was drafted. Okay. Fair enough. I'm glad you have more of a breakdown on that than I did. Uh, Carolina acquires Brent Burns, and the Sharks retained 33% of the contract. They also acquire Lane Pedersen in exchange for who is Stephen Lorenz, E2 McIniemi, and a third-round pick. <laughs> I really have never heard of anybody in this deal besides Brent Burns. Can somebody please help me out here? What does this deal mean? And... Honestly, I saw Carolina bring a lot of things in over the last two days, and this is the one that doesn't really make sense to me. I guess uh, that means that Brent Burns finally wants to win something, 
and he's willing to move all of his no trade clauses to do so. And, you know, this was the biggest surprise to me as well. Uh, I've heard of Lorenz. This is a, um, I think he was drafted in 2015 or something, just hasn't performed to what they thought he would have been by now. And yeah, just in with the old or in with the new, out with the old for for San Jose. But hey, Carolina's laughing at this point. I thought this was a great, great pickup by them. I mean, is it like he's 37, he's signed until 2025, and even at 33% retained, he's making what's that like still just under six million? Six-time All-Star, leads all active defenders in goals, assists, points. He has 679 consecutive games played. This guy does not miss a beat. You know he's going to be on your roster and on the ice every single night. Hey, it's Brent Burns we're talking about. He's not that washed up as we think. I think he got a little clouded after you know Eric Carlson came into the deal and um, took over PP1, but hey, I think Burns wants to make a move at this point in his career. That just says that he's willing to do anything and everything to try and win a cup. So no, honestly, a, looking at his yeah. stats, he's only really had like two sub 50 point seasons in the last 10 years or three. Burns was a top three fantasy pick for defenders for years and years and years, only up until recently that he kind of faded into the background but Burns is a very valuable player, in my opinion. And, you know, they lost Dougie Hamilton. Now Tony D'Angelo's out of the mix. So, hey, why not acquire Bent Brent fucking Burns, right? Like, this yeah. guy, I, I don't know. I think it's great. Instead of picking from the bottom of the barrel, like the Leafs have been doing. No kidding. Yeah, we'll get to all the Leafs ones last. We'll, we'll try and zoom through this. Uh, but that does remind me, we'll have to do a whole, once we get closer to the uh, the season, like a whole fantasy thing and how this impacts everybody's fantasy value, all these moves. Yeah. I didn't realize he was um, 37 years old. Like, man, time flies. Time right? flies. Yeah. What really ages you too is when you're watching the draft and all of these little fucking rugrats are born in 2004, 2003. And I'm just cringing on the inside thinking in 2014, they were only 10 years old. <laughs> yeah. I guess this draft class was 2004. That's crazy. Um, Rangers get Ty Emerson for Patrick Nemeth and a second round pick to Arizona. Okay, cool. Yeah, cool. There were more blockbuster trades in the last couple of days, guys. Like Connor Brown is gone from Ottawa for a second round pick to Washington. And finally, my favorite trade of all of this. um, And quite possibly just watching this team has been my favorite part of the last uh, two days the Vegas Golden Knights acquire future <laughs> considerations which seems to be if they could just build a roster of future considerations I think they could fill out the rest of that team and be under they the would. salary cap they do it. unfortunately you can't ice future considerations so I don't really know what the <laughs> Vegas Golden Knights are going to do they send Dylan Collin and uh, I don't know how to say that name Coughlin and Max Pacioretty to the Carolina Hurricanes. Oh my God, the Carolina Hurricanes are going to be terrifying this year. It just, it it makes me smile seeing everything that's going on in Vegas because 
I know a couple people who, when Vegas came around, they finally gave up on the team they've been cheering for for 20, 30 years, and it wasn't the Leafs. And they <laughs> just said, you know what, I'm I'm done. I'm done cheering for a team that's never going to do anything for me. I'm going to start fresh, which, you know what, I, I kind of respected that. It's not like they were bandwagon jumpers. And the whole time it was, oh, look at this. This is the new NHL. This is the way teams need to do it. And it's like, no, it's not sustainable. Every single person except for TSN and Carlo fucking Koliakovo <laughs> would say that it wasn't sustainable. TSN was just applauding them. They're the best. They're going to be contenders for years and years and years. But there was no way. They couldn't even field a full roster two years ago because they were over the cap after signing Petrangelo. Yeah. They had to play multiple games with a short bench hmm. just to stay under the cap. And then they go and they get Eichel. And then now this stuff. Like, it, it's an absolute joke. Yeah, and I mean, the fact that they were able to just let Flurry walk away for future considerations and now patches. I saved a, um, a post here I want to pull up because it just highlights how much they've given away and how little they've gotten in return for it. Because honestly, people make fun of the management of a lot of teams in this league, but Vegas has very quickly become one of the worst managed teams. Like, so they traded a first, second, and third for Tatar, traded Tatar, Suzuki, and the Norlander pick for Pacioretty. So that's one first round pick plus a second, third, plus Suzuki's a first round pick. And was Norlander first? Second. Second. Okay. So two seconds, two firsts, a third and, two and a firsts, third yeah. for Pacioretty, which you get nothing for. And you let your Vesna winning goalie walk away. So uh, shout out to uh, Andrew Berkshire for that lovely little breakdown of Vegas's management. But my God. And we were saying a lot of the like last year that Vegas, you know, won the trade. And of course, when you acquire Jack Eichel, you win sort of thing. But at the end of the day, to get Jack Eichel, they end up paying Everything you just mentioned, including Patches, Tuck, Krebs, Coughlin, a 16th overall pick in 2022. Like, where? Honestly, <laughs> I see I see Buffalo turning into the Islanders after they uh, moved JT. <laughs> Nothing against JT or the Leafs. I'm not trying to take that stance. And I'm just saying the Islanders Pajama had no boy. success until they moved him. And then they started getting you know, some playoff runs together. So I see Buffalo kind of taking that same swing where they've moved him out and brought so many different young pieces in that are all equally talented, not as talented as, as Eichel, but as each other throughout the whole lineup that I think they're deep enough that they can be competitive, but we'll see. And the, I've the, been the behind worst Buffalo part about for this, a year now. <laughs> the, the, one of the worst parts about this too is, so Coughlin, like, He's only 24 years old. He's six foot two, right-handed shot defenseman. He was one of their better defensive prospects that they have. They're giving away the farm just so that people take contracts from them. That is how bad it is. And it's not like it's a a contract like the Patrick Marlowe contract for the Leafs. This is a contract of a player who's still going to come in and potentially score 30 or 40 goals for Carolina in patches. Yeah. 
It was an absolute like, steal. It was free. It was a free price tag for Carolina, and they jumped on that shit real quick. And I applaud them <laughs> because not not in this day, not in the fantasy world, there is no other way you would ever get Max Pacioretty for free. Yeah, but the no. Vegas like, Golden Knights somehow came up with that. And hey, I think they're the biggest winners here for taking Michael Hutchison off our hands, guys. <laughs> Okay, biggest so asterisk, though, to the Pacioretty thing is if he stays healthy because yeah, he only played 39 games last year and 48 the year before. He hasn't played a full season since 2015-16, and that's the only one he's ever played. Oh, That's the only 82 games he's ever played. I mean, to be fair, the year before and after that, it was 80 and 81, but everything outside of that is like 60 to 70 games. Like, he's, he's not a full season, any season, but he is still a point of game. Like... Even last season, he played 39 games. He had 19 goals and 18 assists for 37 points. Like, he's not ineffective. He's just glass. Cle- so, clearly, they call him Patches because of all the Band-Aids holding him together. And uh, <laughs> I wanted to get this Patchy. one out, Roscoe, just to be cheeky. But uh, we we were saying on a couple of other podcasts ago about what happens in Vegas. But I guess we can say what happens in Vegas leaves for peanuts. All right. So <laughs> <laughs> you always yeah. come out broke. <laughs> The house does not uh, always win in this case. Future considerations, baby. Okay, yeah. so let's do a little free agent frenzy here. So the first one was in the middle of the night. Vander Kane signs back with Edmonton, which I don't think was that expected. I mean, he was going to be one of the big names that everyone was watching that day. But uh, at like two in the morning, he extends for four years times 5.125. So Nine. I mean, good for him. Yeah, good for him, and that's that's about it. Um, I still can't believe Edmonton's continuing to to take him on with everything that's gone on and some of the posts that his his ex wife has been posting. Like we've we've touched on it a, a little bit before, and I know everybody needs to have their their day to defend themselves and stuff like that. But there's continued proof that this guy's a piece of shit. <laughs> and it just keeps getting swept under the rug because he's a good hockey player. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also there's an open case on whether he was even allowed to be traded away from San Jose. So, um, yep. Is that still not like, been solved? Um, is that, is that, no, it result? hasn't. Huh. So why no, would you take but, on four years of potential like litigation? And I don't know, I don't get it, but I guess I, even for Kane, he needs to guarantee a, something though, right? Like, for his yeah for his for his own sake because because of his money troubles uh, all, he's got to get all the all the bookies need need the money yeah yeah <laughs> it's actually yeah. somebody that's close it, it, to me because I was actually uh you know I'm not the best at it anymore but I, I used to make a lot of uh hockey memes and uh Anna Kane used to like and uh, even DM me <laughs> once or twice saying nice. how funny they were because I used to chirp Amanda Kane all the time just because you oh know it's, it's he's an easy target unfortunately right I was a bit of a bully yeah, like you know but I don't feel too bad because we already know what's going on. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it is well, a little we, we can't even be shocked knowing what we know about hockey, the state of hockey in general, like the state of the hockey union. <laughs> it's uh, it's not <laughs> shocking that a team would still pick up Evander Kane. Uh, obviously, he's a damn good hockey player and he, he he had what he was almost he had the most amount of goals up until the finals. Right. Like he was he was crushing. It. I think he f- finished with the most goals, didn't he? He finished tied with McKinnon, I believe. That's crazy. Yeah. 13 goals. He had 17 points in 15 playoff games. 
Um, it's it's really hard to deny the fact that he's a great hockey player, even in fantasy. I know my my mind always goes back to fantasy, right? Because you want the best value out of your player, and this guy does it all. He's on the PK, he he crushes bodies, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I think the win for Edmonton here besides the value of the contract because we all know any other day of the week this guy's getting paid maybe like eight mil plus right so the value is really good but the way that they um I guess organized it so the first year he gets a $750,000 base and a five 5.5 signing bonus year two it's 1.5 and then uh, four mil signing bonus year three is 2.75 year four is four mil so they made it so that it'll be a little bit easier to dump just in case you know <laughs> uh, which I appreciated right especially that first year league men wow so he really has to pull up his socks here and prove to the league that you know whatever they're saying out there if they're rumors if it's real or not you know it's just a lot of speculation as well and you know i'll be the first one to not condone the shit that he's done but hey it's it's done and we'll see if it works out maybe jack campbell will help him become a better person in the locker room the walk the walk <laughs> but like, together what, what what a lot of people don't realize is is holland gave him permission to talk to other teams ahead of time yeah to see what was out there and I can pretty much guarantee you there was no team that was going to offer him even $5 million. With everything With else that, that was out there, I don't think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so speaking of everything else that's out there, we got to move on because we got to go through a lot of names quick here. Isn't this Leafs so, late night? I haven't heard anything about the Leafs yet, Johnny. That's what I'm getting to. <laughs> uh, the so, Edmonton Maple Oilers. Yeah. The Oilies. But Dennis Hildeby. The first signing for the Leafs amongst all this. We got to talk about that. I don't know who that is. Does anyone know who that is? That's the kid we drafted this year. The six foot six goalie. Great. Yes. Thanks. There's your future that considerations, we... Johnny. <laughs> yes, he's a monster, apparently. And you know what? Our uh, goaltending development staff apparently was aware of his name and that he got passed in the last two drafts apparently but hey <laughs> with michael hutchison out and we're desperate for our depth goaltending this guy's apparently. making more than mark giordano apparently apparently he's apparently yeah so <laughs> as of right now he's still under contract with farsed over in i think that's in finland um sounds like for it. another two for another two years but like he, he's a project goalie right 6'6 230 pounds so clearly with that size he covers up a lot of the net just the the kind of report on him is he might he might overcommit a little bit like he's got good athleticism for a goalie his size so he is able to recover better than you think he would but he still maybe needs to quiet down his movements so definitely a longer term project but you start with a frame like that on any goaltender and it's definitely worth a shot. Fair enough. Can't argue with that. I mean, if he takes up that much of the net, like you said, all he's got to do is, is work on some other little things. And it's like being a super tall basketball player. If you're not good at shooting yet, it's like, that'll come later. You're tall enough that you can figure this out. <laughs> and yep. If he has a pair of Vasilevsky pads, he just has to stand there. It doesn't have exactly. to move. He'll just be a brick wall. So, 
So then we had, uh, just before everything broke at noon, Josh Manson signing four, four times, four and a half. Um, I think that's okay for two years. I think they'll probably dislike that on the last two years, but hey, that's most contracts. Yeah. Um, Colorado had to let go of a lot of things. Unfortunately, a lot of their toys ran away yesterday and the day before. But uh, so they let go of the guy who uh, who let go of the of the cup right before he landed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think with that Manson signing, can we all pretty much go with the assumption that Sammy Girard is going to get traded? It seems like it. I mean, he was hurt for a lot of the year, but I think they've kind of just decided who they're going with. And didn't Gerard talk about get, uh, requesting a trade already or there was mention of that? Mm, I don't know if it was if it got that, that far, but I know there was a lot of articles I read all through the year, at least headlines saying, you know, what do they do about Gerard? So I well, think it's, it's like a Sandy situation. He was part right? of that whole he was part of that whole Duchesne trade, right? And the trade that never ends in that <laughs> in that whole ordeal they also got the pick that they used for Bowen Byram and Byram is basically but you know kind of in between Gerard and Macar he's not quite at the level of Macar but he's better than Gerard so that basically made Gerard expendable yeah, I mean, uh, you can't have a top four that's basically all top pair defensemen. You will never be able to afford it in this climate of salary cap. So unfortunately, the odd man out seems to be Sam Gerrard. We'll see, though. Uh, then we got Victor Golovson signing two times 4.75 to stay in Buffalo for another two years. We're going to call that the let's stick around and see what happens here kind of contract. That's a- common number this uh, frenzy 4.75 seems to be the number of the day yeah everybody signed everyone seems to have gotten between four and a half and five and a half uh speaking of this was what's so funny they were talking about this on the nhl and sirius xm too so this all starts at noon no one's allowed to talk to players until this opens at noon but sure enough at at 12 o'clock and 10 seconds uh, Jack Campbell signs five years times five with Edmonton. That conversation happened so quick. <laughs> like, I don't even think so he had time sad. to read the contract. That was so quick. But uh, <laughs> I think it's just a joke that this this noon timer means nothing. Yeah. Uh, you know, people are no gonna soup regret. for us. No soup, no soup chance for the Toronto Maple Leafs, and they're going to miss it as much as you're all lying to yourselves. But it was fun, and I wish him the best, of course. Uh, Jack Campbell obviously left a huge print on all the fans. You know, he generated so much traffic to come to this league, you know, for entertainment purposes um, only I I've met so many people on Instagram alone who's messaged me and said you know I just became a Leafs fan my favorite player is Jack Campbell I love that what this team has been doing and you know what that that means a lot like that has I don't know it gets me emotional because this team you know we could have done it but hey I'm gonna start no, ranting in a sec <laughs> I mean, one of our mutual friends basically got into the Leafs because they were a massive Freddie Anderson fan before anything, and we're sad to see him go. So, you know, people people get in on different players, and I think Jack was one that brought a lot of people in. So that's it's sad, but uh, tis the way the game goes. 
Yeah. We will uh, we will circle back to the Leafs goaltending situation. So I will skip over this signing. But uh, Claude Giroux to Ottawa three times, six and a half. Everybody in Ottawa, as some of you may know, that's where I live. Everybody was very happy here to hear that Claude was coming home. And further to our conversation last time. So he's not from here, but he played um, for the Cumberland grads which is here in Ottawa. So I guess he went to high school here and played for a team here for a while. So yeah, he's got sense. roots here in that, in that way. Hmm. So everybody was happy that he, he's choosing to come back here. Um, I think everybody's content with the moves that the Sens and Dorian are making. They made a joke that uh, um, Melnick must be rolling in his grave. Like stop spending my money. <laughs> stop spending my money. Jokes aside, basically I think sign... it's a good, good grab. Giroux basically signed the Marlowe contract. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be here next year and you'll pay for that. And the next two, you're going to have to spend a first to get rid of me or I'm I'm sticking around. (laughs) I like this guy's banking points, right? Like after he got traded, he had 23 points in 18 games with Florida, you know, eight points in 10 games in the playoffs. Um, This signing to me, besides coming home, just tells me he he's okay with not winning a cup at this point in his life. Like, why not stay with Florida for one more year to see how it worked? He only Mm -hmm. had half a season with Florida. So it's interesting to me. And I know he's older and a veteran. He's already played a thousand game, blah, blah, blah. But I don't know. Like, do you want to win, bro? Clearly, you haven't listened to Craig. My Stanley Cup ring says I know more than you do, Button. (laughs) (laughs) No, I do not. I am so pissed off at those TSN guys over all of this. Sorry. Uh, I, I, I just things. think that Ottawa is going to be a fun top-heavy team to watch this year. They have no defense and no goaltending, and they're all offense. It's going to be pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, it'll be nice. I'll probably think it's like Alfie out there skating just because of the, the red, you know? But, oh, yeah. But, hey, it... It's always a nice story when someone comes home. I'm just shocked that Florida is just ripping everything apart and not kind of running it back a little, you know? Yeah. Like, they lost uh, Vinny Trocek goes to the Rangers 7 times 5.625 for just under $40 million. So there's that was another for the one Canes. gone. Oh, yeah. He was right. He's that was before Kane time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yes, when I think of Trocek, I think of Florida as well, right? How could you not think of Florida when you hear that name? But I don't know. They got rid of uh, Noel Akari, um, Vetrano, like some really valuable uh, bottom six pieces. And then Sherratt, right? For for Giroux and Sherratt, Florida gave up, you know, former top 10 pick. Owen Tippett, a prospect, a first round in 2023, a first in 24, a third in 24, and they trade it down from the fourth to the fifth. So, like, for all of these moves that they made, they're coming out with nothing, kind of like Vegas in a sense. To get demolished by Tampa. Florida's still $3 million over the cap. And they, exactly, like, they still can't even get this together. Is, is Drew right. Thornton still playing too? Like he's not, he hasn't retired that 43 year old uh, son of a gun. Like, uh, I don't know what he's doing. Isn't he a free Nothing's agent? Nothing's been made official, but with how little he played for the Panthers, I think he's going to just quietly sulk away into retirement. Yeah, yeah. He'll just announce it at some point during the season. 
Yeah, I didn't pull a Dion Phaneuf and announce it from a golf course halfway through the season. I didn't realize he's also <laughs> a, a former Sioux Greyhound. Like a little before, a little before Dubas' time. Are you time, serious? But, but yes, of course. <laughs> of course. I didn't know that. Okay, Ian Cole goes to Tampa one year times three million. Eh, whatever. Uh, this is the one that really blew me away. I mean, I had the guy on my fantasy team and he was great, but um, this is Asterix, one of the contracts that started me thinking, oh my God, Nylander's a really good deal. Robert Thomas, eight times 8.125, million for Rob Thomas of Matchbox 20. <laughs> Not actually, but... <laughs> Robert Thomas, I mean, like, okay, am I crazy or is he not an $8 million player? I I wouldn't consider him an $8 million player, but I think that's just kind of the way things have inflated. It's like the contracts have kept going up as if there was no COVID. Well, okay, look, the guy's been in the league since 2018, for starters. Uh, and the most points he's had in a season is 77 this year. Before that, uh, 42. So, I mean, he had a breakout year, but that was 20 goals, 57 assists. Like, he's a 20-goal scorer, and that is the first. Last year, he had three in a shortened season. The year before that, 10, and before that, 9. So you're telling me you scored 20 goals once and managed to bank a shit ton of assists because that whole team scores like crazy, and everyone scores. That he's now worth over eight million dollars. Am I missing something? You're muted. Steph. No, you're not missing anything. I don't anything. know. It's... <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead, Steph. No, go ahead. <laughs> I don't know what it is they're seeing, but all I know is that one of those top six forwards were also shipped out. David Perron going to Detroit for. 4.75 mil a year times two. So see that makes more sense to me. Yes, David Perron makes sense. Robert Thomas, no, especially eight-year commitment. Like they could not commit to David Perron. I mean, he's had three smaller contracts, but guys, like I would I was expecting a contract to like Tarasenko, for example, not Robert Thomas. Like yeah, on. I mean, look, I could end up eating this and this could be the first of a breakout of, you know, some late picked star. I mean, I don't even know when this what when did he go? Um I can't tell here where he went. What, Robert draft. Thomas? Drafted first round 20th overall. 20th. Oh, he was a he was a first round pick. Look at that. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, 20th. Wow. But I still don't know. it doesn't make sense to me. It, I guess like, I get it. 57 assists is good. That's nothing to to laugh at. But like, I don't know. I think there's just more to be proved before you hand somebody that much money. But yeah, we'll see. Um, could be worth could be good down the line. And, you know, the back four years of it, if he's fantastic and only making eight million and everybody's double digits. Great. But right now I don't see it. The good they also part threw is four times four at Nick Letty. Sorry. I was just going to say 2.8 for the first year and then the 8.125 kicks in, but he will be the highest paid person on this team. Robert Thomas, just looking at their cap friendly right now. See, that doesn't make sense to me. O'Reilly makes 7.5 and he becomes a UFA next year. Same with Tarasenko, the exact same situation, 7.5 and UFA. So Braden Shin is signed for a long, long time, but 
that about it. <laughs> and when does Kairu uh, run out? Because he's going to uh, want money. Kairu is a restricted free agent after this year. He is See, going wh- into his last year on 2.8. So you've got no. O'Reilly, Tarasenko, and Kairu all running out, and you're going to throw this much money at the first guy who runs out? Like, <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Okay, moving on. Like I said, Nick Letty gets four times four also to St. Louis. Curtis Lazar goes to Vancouver at three times a year. Cool. Hometown boy. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Kopp, though, who I think a lot of people in Leafs Nation were fingers crossed for, gets five times 5.625 to go to Detroit. First of many people to go to Detroit. Many big names. I'm excited for this Detroit team. Yeah. I think Detroit had a really, really rough couple of years, and as a team that's used to being a constant playoff team every year, they're uh, they're looking to get back to that. And I think with Stevie Y back at the helm, it's been a good rebuild. Look, Definitely. If, uh, Cop if, is go for it. Sorry, Cop is from Ann Arbor. Oh, and he grew up. So he grew up there, cheered for the Red Wings his whole life. He played at Michigan, so this is kind of a kind of a no-brainer for him and this is the longest contract on the team now uh the next longest is ben Sherratt, who expires <laughs> in 25 26 so yeah they're really banking on these new players and building around them with their young core and you know lucas raymond and of course mortis cider but wow i don't know i'm wow. excited now <clears throat> and don't forget that crazy tyler bertuzzi right <laughs> yeah and if these Jake guys can Brana. actually, if that, if that if these guys can pick it up, maybe they'll be able to to bring back Chelly's Chili Bar, all right? The <laughs> famous uh, Chris Chelios Bar. So this next one makes me sad. Buffalo gives two times two point seven five million dollars to Ilya Labushkin. Boosh. I mean, people people have their complaints about him. I know he wasn't a number one pair defenseman, but we put him in that role. I still liked watching him. I think it was an element that was missing from the defense. Guy threw the body around. He didn't care. I mean, <laughs> he wasn't we a number said one he was... pair, but he had a number one peach. I'll tell you that. Right? Oh, up yeah. There with pop, up there with Poppy. <laughs> number one penalty minutes. You know, like like I said, he's good for a penalty a game. And I think um, just the fact that. Dubas was able to turn Richie into Labushkin, I think was an extra little uh, spice of life to everybody. Because I think Richie was a big disappointment to all of us. Yeah. Sorry, Nick. Yeah. Labushkin's only earned just over $4 million during his career. I mean, it's only been four years. But in this two-year deal, he's going to take home more than that. So I'm happy for him. Of course, we would have loved the Russian Bear back, especially a right-handed shot defender. But hey, the guy got to get paid. Think about his family. So, I would have moved Hall out to keep him. So would like yeah. all of Leafs Nation apparently. <laughs> At two point, if that was it, two point seven five instead of getting Ben and Mete today, I would have. Uh, <laughs> Take it. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm sorry, yeah, I have a post COVID cough coming on. Seriously, I totally agree with that. Why not spend the money on a solid defender? I mean, he's not the best, but we know what he can do. And now we're just taking a chance at more bargain bin players. And maybe one of them goes to the Marlies, but hey. I think if someone's starting to come into their own with the team, like don't just switch to the next rental. Like see if it works. Yeah. 
Exactly. So Leafs also signed um, Abe Kubel, who's a right winger, 26, to uh, one year, one mil. What do we think of this one? Well, he took out Tom Wilson's kneecaps one time, so, you know, he's a pretty sturdy kid, I'll tell you that. He passed the test. He's in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do we see him as like a fourth line? Apparently, he's supposed to be uh, replacing McKay of speed and the forward-checking pressure and the ability to bounce up the ice. But we'll see. The one thing he did not do, as reporters said today, is play on the PK. So will we see this guy on the PK? I, we will not know. I see him on a line with Camp and Engvall. Yeah. Third line. Okay. That, that he has, would, he has a couple, like. right? I'll tell you that. And... uh I feel like I don't know. He, he seems like I hear his. I heard I've heard his name so much ever since uh, he took out Tom Wilson that I feel like this is a kid who who will shock you, just like uh, kind of like Michael Bunting did. Like I feel like there's 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 still room to grow here. Okay, well, fingers crossed. I'm excited for that one. Uh, also, Adam Gaudet coming in for a year at 750k. Not somebody I know a ton about, but I mean, cheap right winger for probably the fourth line again. I'm gonna say. Slash Marley's. Yeah. Dubis was apparently apparently impressed uh, with his play in Northeastern, getting over, or sorry, in Vancouver one year. Um, excellent at Northeastern. The guy had over 30 points in 50-odd games or so. Um, then went to the World Championships where he had six goals, eight points there. But he is suffering from an illness that I think he's over, but it it made him lose a bunch of weight, so we'll see. But this might be a Marley signing. Who knows, right? But in in sorry, Steph. In the nineteen twenty season, he had thirty three points for Vancouver. So he's he, he's basically going to be your your fourth line guy, um, probably like a Spezza replacement, right? Yeah. Speaking of yeah. Vancouver, four times four point seven five. For Ilya Mikheyev. So that's two soups and two Ilyas with three players gone from the Leafs. Bean, you had me there for a second. When you said 1920 season, I was like, what the hell? is? How old is this kid? 1920. Same thing. (laughs) Okay, so it wasn't just me. I'm glad. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Let's just, we'll skip to big ones here. Uh, Mikhail Sergachev re-signing eight times eight and a half in Tampa. And Anthony Sorelli getting eight times six two five. So uh, they picked who they were going to keep. Uh, we also had Chernak getting uh, eight times five point two. So interesting that they're going to just keep running this back. <laughs> Tampa committed one hundred fifty nine point six million dollars in eight minutes with these contracts. <laughs> this I'm not going to not like. It might be a bit of apples to oranges, but this kind of reminds me of when Kane and Taves signed those $10.5 million deals after they won their cups. Mm. It's like, you know they you guys won already, right? Like, what are you paying them for? They're only going to get worse from here on out, mm. most of them. Like, I mean, Sorelli's only 24. Sergeyev's only 24. Trinac's only 25. Never mind. These guys are younger than I thought. But still, I just feel like uh, locking down the team that just did it for eight years, like you know, you're not going to keep getting the same results. So, I mean, you might, but it's not really how sports Bas- works. Basically, they just locked down their next core 
for the same length of time that they have Vasilevsky. Like yeah. that's basically the new Stamkos, Hedman, and uh, McDonough, right? Yeah, it, I mean they moved out the McDonough contract. Um, fair. Okay. And if you take if you take what they were making this year and what they're still going to be making next year, because these are all extensions, they don't take effect until the twenty three twenty four season. Yeah. It it's only going up by about seven million, so that it looks really bad that they're giving this much money out. But compared to what they're making now, it's only going up by seven. Like Sergachev's making four eight now, so he's going to eight five. Cernak's going from two nine to five two, and Sorelli's going from four eight to six two. But I mean, they've still got Headman till twenty five. Like, how are they affording all this? How I can know when you, you look at the cap friendly. <laughs> when you yeah, look at the cap so, friendly, it's all across. Everyone has a line all the way to the end of time. <laughs> It's pretty wild. much so they're at this point in time they're 7.1 over the cap now yeah i was gonna say how are they, they how, how are they figuring this out like what's the what's the scoop there be they do have seabrook so as soon as the season starts that will be put on ltir so in reality they're uh, in reality the salary away. cap is dumb is what you're well, saying yes but in reality, they're about three hundred thousand over the cap. The numbers Mason. not in reality. In reality, they're seven million over the cap. In in a magic imaginary cap friendly world, they're three hundred k over the cap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they're committed. They believe uh, in these guys. Okay, the so where the numbers don't matter, and the <laughs> moving on here, Max Domi, another one that Leaf fans had earmarked, uh, one year times three million to Chicago, who's like Ta-ta. blowing everything up. I don't get this one. I don't get don't get it for Max. I don't get it for Chicago. I mean, I know they need bodies to play, but like, is that just what <laughs> Domi wants? Like to go just be a body on the ice for a team that wants to lose. It's a good it's city. Yes. Like you can't like it's, that's one thing. Like if we're talking about location, it? location, location. Like Chicago's, you know, it's up there with with New York, right? Like their winters are worse than here. Granted, like those Americans, they talk all, a lot of smack about Canada. I've uh, I've sat on that 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 pier on New Year's Eve and and could literally snap my petunias off like a graham cracker. All right, like it's freaking cold. But <laughs> Chicago, like yeah, so like as as a location should not be like I I can see where Domi's coming from, right? Like yeah. It's cold right. enough that you can pour a hose on your basement stairs and it'll freeze within an hour and trick. But you brought up uh, Kane and Taves. Wet and bandits. I know everybody's been talking. Oh, the sticky bandits. The, <laughs> the, the, the wet bandits. Mom. The wet bandits. The wet bandits. <laughs> <laughs> but Kane and Taves. Yeah, like uh, we've been hearing their names pop up. They're like uh, like Abbott and Costello or, you know, <laughs> like what's going on with those guys? Like, are, are they really like, is, is that the plan here? It's just like. You know, the management's trying to kick them out and they just want to stay because they're fucking inglorious bastards. That's what I've understood is they're just trading everybody around them until they agree to go. But like Ferris Bueller, like go. The movie's over. Get out of here. I, I feel like they're just trying to get their money and put the team against the wall because they know that they can't do anything about it and uh, just be the veteran presence on the team. I don't know. I don't know what Chicago plans on doing. At this point in time, both of them only have this year left on the contracts. Like, a 10.5 million cap hit 
I can pretty much guarantee you that Kane probably won't be wearing a Blackhawks sweater come October. I'm thinking their trade deadline moves. Mm, Who's going to pick them I, up, though? Those are fucking... You got to have money for that. Like, it's a big risk. Yeah, and if the trade I, I would, deadline, I would there's take, injuries involved. I would take Patrick Kane at $5.25 million. You can retain 50%. See, that's what I mean, oh, is yeah. once you get to trade deadline, if it's just from then to the end of the year, you're looking at Chicago retaining, you're looking at a bunch of teams with people hurt. I think that because of the size of their contracts, it's more likely that they go trade deadline than before mm-hmm. the start of the season. Yep, Chicago has $39 million tied up in forwards. Twenty-two oh is just from Taves and Kane. It's really pathetic if you look at the roster. Like the longest signed guy is Seth Jones, and we all know that contract to uh, nine point five times forever. <laughs> Turning into the worst deal. Yeah. Yeah. The rest is literally eight hundred k, eight hundred k, seven hundred fifty-eight times two. Like there's uh, uh, Anastasia or however the hell you say his last name. I always screw that up. From the LA Kings that signed and for the three CU. And at the CU, yes. I had to think about that one the whole time. Yes. Is that, is that the guy who, who was supposed to play with McDavid and then that didn't fucking work? Yes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Max Domi and a guy like N at the CU, these guys want the spotlight. You know, they're really tempered. They're fast. Mm, well, N at the CU, you know, he's really flashy. And why not make a name of yourself in a place like Chicago where there's literally no one else around you besides Kane and Taves? They like, love Chicago hockey and they're literally rebuilding from the ground up, like the entire franchise. Yeah. <laughs> they have four defensemen signed. <laughs> exactly. Yikes. That too. Yeah. Kane and Taves are like the Statler and Waldorf of that team. They're just sitting there just heckling like with their money, like just like <laughs> fucking. Don't guys. forget about the tandem. We have at, uh at, Peter Morazic and Alex Dalek. That's gonna be so uh, terrible. Oh, oh my god. It's okay. Gonna, they're they're trying to get Connor Bedard. That there's no question about it. He Peter must be Mazarek. Peter Mazarek. Peter Mazarek. Yeah, and that's uh, the year Connor Medard goes and plays for Europe. <laughs> well, isn't isn't that also Mitchkov's uh, draft? Yep. Yeah, I don't know. I would take him over Bedard. I think it's going to be the same as right. Bedard will go like fourth. M- Mitchkov <laughs> makes me think no, of like a Russian Bedard Mitch Marner. Fourth. <laughs> Okay, Darcy Kemper, five times 5.25 to the Washington Capitals. Wah, wah, wah. Not Saw that coming. It's pretty Saw par- that coming. It's pretty par for the course, right? Like, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hot take. Matt Murray has more wins by the end of next season than Darcy Kemper. Oh, he will. Um, Darren Helm sticking around in Colorado. Mason Marchment, however, uh, leaving Florida, going to Dallas for four times four and a half. Good for him. Good for him, honestly. Deserves it. He had a great year um, after having a slow start. Yaroslav Halak goes to the Rangers one times one and a half. So Halak will be backing up Shesterkin. That's an interesting tandem that I would never see coming. I thought there was another one, too. Um, Let me just see. Oh, no. I thought they picked up another goalie for some reason, but I'm wrong. I'm thinking about another team. They got rid of Georgiev. Yeah. Georgiev. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Colin Blackwell, leaving the Leafs. Thank you, sir, for your services. 
two times 1.2 million to Chicago to go play with Andreas Athanasiu, who gets one times three million dollars, as we talked about, to go with Max Domi to two-year contracts. I wonder why. <laughs> mm-hmm, I wonder. It's almost as if the cap is going to go up, and all these guys can negotiate for much more money. Leafs legend uh, Brett Sini also went to Chicago. Lovely. For- forget about uh, him. Branson gets. <laughs> I did actually. Branson gets four times four. Um, I don't know. Columbus is fucking weird. We'll get there. Colorado. Branson got paid. Yeah, that I don't understand that one. Uh, they're good. throwing money though. Branson. Arturi Lekkinen. Five times four and a half. I think this is a pretty good deal. Yeah. I think it's good. I think it only gets better for him. So. Especially with Bur- yep. um, Bura gone to the Kraken, uh, Lekkonen will get more of a role with the Aves, uh, with the Avs, and I think it gets gets better for him. Yeah, I agree. Uh, ben Sherratt goes to Detroit. Pardon, four times four seven five the the popular number of the day. Yeah. <laughs> um. What else we got? So much. I mean, so the many. Stahl brothers went to Florida for some reason to retire. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, um, Mark and um, Eric, Eric both went to Florida, and now we're getting into boring ones as we get down. Um, the funnier part is Eric didn't even play this past year. I know nope. he, that's why he was on Team Canada at the Olympics, wasn't he? He's yeah. going to a professional tryout for Florida, so we'll see if he makes it. Yeah, we'll see. But, I mean, with his brother, they'll probably just take him. Uh, I'm going to skip over one for now, but Andre Kasha going to Carolina for one time is one and a half. Not I mean, that. that's a, about what we would have paid him. I don't know why we didn't mm-hmm. give it to him, but whatever. Injury. Dubish just knew he was broken. He but is. Like, I mean, we've talked about that a lot. It was. It had to be the right number because you're basically paying him for half the year. So the biggest names, yeah, the biggest names um, on the day were Nazem Kadri, who still has yet to sign anywhere. Um, I hope that doesn't change like the second I hit stop on this recording. But um, the one we got to talk about, seven years times 9.75, $68.25 million to go to Columbus, Johnny Gaudreau. The entire internet just went, what (laughs) (laughs) like all analysts every commentator every fan everybody just went what (laughs) yeah like i saw the tweet explain (laughs) where it seemed like he saw oh yeah come to us uh co and he just sees the co and he's like i'm in and he gets there he's like oh fuck it's actually columbus and not colorado (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and the report is he left between fifteen and eighteen million dollars on the table from Calgary and from uh I think New Jersey. New Jersey. So why Columbus? I've been trying to figure this out. I mean he said it's it's not for the views. He wants to go to win hockey games. Columbus is I mean, not that they're bad, it's just not the team I think of when I think going to win hockey games. I mean, we've historically heard that they cannot keep stars on that team. So why yeah, all Orensky, of a sudden, you know, he's not like a big name star, but he's a star in my books. 
No, but I mean, they've had a lot of guys just walk away from the team once they get good because they want to go somewhere that's competitive. Columbus has never been somewhere where anyone chooses to go to win. So I just don't know who sold this to Gaudreau or what other players he's talked to about going there. If this is like some Kevin Durant thing where he's like Kyrie and and everybody are going to come with me, like <laughs> I I, got a I don't opinions on this, like, but sorry, Bean, you go for it. No, that's okay. I don't have any, like, I haven't spoken to anybody. I don't know Johnny Gaudreau, but as from, per an outsider's being, pers- as- <laughs> from, from an outsider's perspective, he's always kind of seemed like, part of me almost wants to say like a Kessel type guy, great hockey player, all the skill in the world, but I he guess. just kind of wants to do his thing and be left alone. And I think Columbus is kind of a place that you can do that. Yeah. And I mean, the difference, I guess, between nine and a half a year and 10 a year at that point is like, eh, whatever. Yeah. Well, I just don't get it. It seems very anticlimactic after this whole, you know, where is he going to go? Is he going to go to New Jersey? Is he going to go to Philly? Is he going to stay in Calgary? Nope. The Columbus Blue Jackets. It just seems very out of left yeah. field. He's known Eric Robertson since he was a kid, 15, 20 years. He's going to his wedding in the summer. He played with uh, Rowinski in the world. Uh, Cam Atkinson said to him that he would love this place, which I think is a fucking lie. Um, <laughs> so Cam Atkinson is like the biggest spokesperson for the entire city of Columbus, I swear. But guys this tells me that he doesn't want to win like Cam i don't know probably if probably operates the cannon <laughs> <laughs> which scared johnny gaudreau on ice there's a video out there floating that. around so that was really funny but i don't know it does not make sense to me um when you look at this roster eh, like it's really weak bottom six right like it's a lot of no names and you know the highest contract is not 925,000 when you go halfway down the line and further um it just tells me he's not interested in winning right now and doesn't really give a fuck and doesn't want to deal with being in Canada or something I don't know it doesn't make sense like no one had that on their bingo card (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no one did, but I guess we'll see how that unfolds. Um, I was just going to say, move, Johnny, like, yeah, go I, for know it. You want, I know you want to move on quickly, but uh, just for Johnny Gaudreau's sake, like, like when I was paying attention to the Leafs this season, I was also paying attention to hockey news and like everybody was shitting on Johnny Gaudreau. Like, I feel like he was in the limelight a lot because of, I guess, uh, maybe in the beginning of the season, he was having some like lack of performance or he hasn't been performing up to his abilities. Yeah, he. There was like a they, lot of that they, earlier. He's under, yeah, he's under a lot. He was under like fucking a lot of scrutiny, and obviously the season ended up a lot better for him than uh, than we saw in the beginning. But uh, I said, like, we're we're looking at uh, that. Uh, we we see how Toronto media affects players, right? But you know, Calgary media, I'm sure Calgary Edmonton is probably just as as wicked and and vile sometimes. And I think the guy said he has a chance to get out of there. And we were talking earlier before the show, like I think a lot of these guys too, like uh, hockey players in general, like there's there's issues with with hockey players in Canada, it seems. And I'm not trying to create some uh, um, war between the U.S. and Canada, like a South Park uh, episode. But it, I do feel like that could be one of the one of the factors. Hey, let's get the hell out of Calgary. Let's get the hell out of Canada in general. Let's go back home. He is an American, right? You know, America's his home. Proud to be, proud to be American. But uh, 
Traitor. You know, Columbus too, right? Like that city as Bean and uh, Steph uh, gloriously put is uh, uh, middle of nowhere, right? Like it's in hockey, in hockey land and, and uh, you know, it's Ohio, right? It's uh, it's a place to, you know, place to go to be alone, right? It's like playing Here, mist. Here's Yarmo Kekalainen's pitch. Okay, Johnny, you're going to come out. It's going to be 68 and uh, just over 68 million. And there will be more articles with your name in it written in Calgary than there will be in Columbus. How does that sound? That sounds great. Sign me up. Pretty much. You know, it just makes me wonder because Patrick Laine, he's a restricted free agent this year. This guy needs to get paid this summer. So I wonder how much they're going to pay him because they paid Jacob Foracek, uh 8.25 mil for three or three years or whatever. He has uh, two more years left on that deal. So Ooh. if you're going to pay Johnny that much, Jacob that much, Lionel is next to get paid and you know he wants to be the superstar as well or maybe this will relieve some of that pressure off his shoulders so you think Lionel's leaving town or is he staying because I feel like he has a good relationship with Yarmo I think Steph brings up a good point in that Lionel is not a team leader I think we've established as much as he is just a very 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 talented goal scorer so I think taking some of the pressure of carrying the entire team on his back off and spreading that between him, Voracek and Gaudreau, I think that's going to do wonders for that team. I think they'll be more competitive than they were this year. I mean, adding a hundred plus point player can only do that. But I just, I don't know. It's still strange to me for for Gaudreau's sake. Yeah, Good for that, Columbus. Uh, first power play unit's going to be deathly. Like, oh yeah. I think it's going to be great, but especially you have Borkstrand too, uh, Nyquist. Uh, Roslovic. Now, will Roslovic play uh, first line center in between Gaudreau and Lyonne? Big know. hole there. We'll or is it Boone Jenner? And I feel like they still have Jenner. a good goaltending goal situation. Like, I don't think Corpusalo and Elvis had the best season, but they're both young, young enough guys. And I think that uh, they'll figure that. If, like Columbus, watch out. That's if we can end it here. Watch out for Columbus. All right, they're gonna fucking sneak up and bite bite us in the ass. Yeah, I think both of them were good goalies. Bad year. Speaking of uh, bad goalies, <laughs> so um, there was a bit of a we'll call it musical chairs of backup goalies and uh, mediocre starters. Martin Jones has a new Jones. team. It's going to Seattle to replace Philip Grubauer. <laughs> Uh, from do we is this is this bad to worse or is this like i don't even they're they're just sub 900 nhl starters is all i can call them where do you think is gonna go two million dollars for martin jones like i don't know how this guy still gets jobs (laughs) honestly um rieger is 3.5 sorry bean go ahead no no that's all good um I would rather be in Seattle than Philly. That's for damn sure. Yeah. <laughs> Seattle's looking good. Yeah. And I just saw, where did Aaron Dell go? He just signed somewhere else too. Back to the uh, Sharks. San Jose. San Jose. Yeah. So, you know, little musical chairs of goalies. Um, okay. So just back to some big deals before we uh, move on to just talk about the Leafs before we sign off. Ryan Strom, who, again, we had earmarked as a potential signing for Dubas to get five times five to Anaheim. So that one seemed, I guess, a little out of reach. Maybe we underestimated how much money he could command on the market. Mm-hmm. Yep. Christian's Rubens goes to Ottawa. I missed that one in all the flurry. 
<laughs> that one makes me sad. I liked him. Yeah. yeah. Nikita Zadorov re-signs in Calgary two times 3.75. I think that's a pretty good deal for Calgary. Zadorov's been a good defender. I think that's just under your mid-range. I think that's a good deal for them. Riley Smith re-signing three times five in Vegas. Cool. They still need to pay Mangiapane and Matthew Kachuk this summer in Calgary. Calgary? Oh, God. Yeah, they're in for an uh, interesting summer. Okay, so that closes off yesterday. Real quick, running through this. Andre Palat, five times six mil to New Jersey? Jersey. Jersey. So a uh, piece of the Stanley Cup Tampa team moves on to New Jersey. Six years there. Uh, what's another long-term or big one? Anything? Ali Mata goes to Detroit as well. One year, two uh, 2.25. And then Josh Norris was the big one of the day re-signing with ottawa eight times just under eight million this one okay if josh norris is 7.95 robert thomas is not 8.25 i'll say that know, basically right? norris just called his agent and said yeah what thomas got that's what i want yeah well yeah Be like look if he's that's what i mean so many of these guys set the stage well, it's, Brady uh, gets 8.2, so Norris gets 7.95. That's nuts, man. Ottawa started to throw money around for the first time in a long time. Dylan Strom going to Washington one times three and a half million. And uh, really, last thing of the day, we got our Toronto Maple Leafs signing Victor Mete and uh, Jordy Ben. Yep. <laughs> Jay Ben is hard to, you know, when the other Ben. The other Ben. Uh, 750k each. 34 year old Ben. Ben. Fuck. Uh, But Victor Mete, 24 years old, is the one that I'm a little more interested in here than than Ben. What do we think of that one? Because I know obviously it's a depth defensive piece, but like, is he going to be playing? He'll play some big minutes for the Marlies. (laughs) You don't think he's. Yeah. Like, he's going to be a same thing. He hasn't really broken into the NHL since uh, his couple years with Montreal. And then since he's been with Ottawa, it's been like mostly minor league stuff. So minus 19 on last year with 37 games played in the NHL. I don't know. Yeah. I it, Back to the, what we said about Labushkin, I don't understand throwing a million and a half between these two guys when you could have re-signed some pieces that were really getting, like starting to gel. Like I just, I don't get it. They need... They need bodies for the Marlies, and both of them have some NHL experience to the point that if there are injuries, they can be called up. That's that's my my biggest yeah. take from that. And Jordy Ben, Jordy Ben is like a, a bigger, bigger body, hard hitting guy, right? Like he's that that Labushkin style. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he's not going to be playing Labushkin minutes. My point is. There's looking Labushkin at our shouldn't right have been now. playing Labushkin minutes. Labushkin shouldn't have been playing Labushkin minutes. That's also fair. But just looking at the defense we have, okay, let's bring this around to the Leafs. Welcome to the Leafs late night, an hour and 10 minutes in. Let's talk about the Leafs. So the Leafs <laughs> trade um, our favorite player, future considerations, to the Ottawa Senators in exchange for a couple picks, 25% cap retained on Matt Murray. So after all of our talk the last few episodes of what goalie we're going to get, where this is going to shake out to, 
Uh, we pick up Matt Murray, which has been mixed reactions, to say the least, across not even just Leaf Nation, across all of hockey Twitter, because everyone cares more about the Leafs than their own team. I feel like everybody wanted to throw their opinion in about the Leafs picking up Matt Murray. So I asked all of you on Twitter what you think of this. Um, and as for the poll, the winning vote was unsure at 39%. Uh, 24% of you felt great, and 37% of you said, what the fuck? What the fuck? So that's, that's pretty accurate to what everybody was thinking, and that's about 200 of you. So good sample size, guys. <laughs> what it's hard do, not to. What do the three of you think of this Matt Murray signing? Who wants to go first? Darty, what do you think? I love it. I'm actually, I'm absolutely <laughs> in love with this. All right. Like I, I, you know, I've been scorched earth. I've, I've said it many times. People have tried to clarify it. I keep telling you guys, like, I think the guys need, the guys in that locker room need to suffer a little bit. They're such great players, great goal scorers, but I've believed them to be very lazy and it doesn't matter who's in net. They'll still let the goalie act like a sieve anyways. So might as well have a sieve in there. So they start sweating bullets a little bit. And uh, I, that's not me. That's not me saying that Matt Murray's a sieve. What I am saying is I think they need to like having a guy like Jack and like babying him and like being, he's such a good guy. It's like, if they want to make the promised lands, they need to show a little bit more stones. And I think Matt Murray, who looks like he's literally gone through all of Dante Alahiri's seven layers of hell <laughs> and he's literally uh, the same age as me and that's the other thing too by the way to distract from my point like i'm 28 years old so when all these people on twitter are like oh he's over the hill like he's you know it's, it's too hard for him to come back are you fucking kidding me like man i might as well go fucking put myself in a locker and stay there for the rest of my life i thought i had I thought i had more 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 opportunities in this world at the ripe age of 28 yeah i but- love all the headlines that are like leaf signed veteran goaltender matt murray i'm like he's younger than jack campbell stop with he's the a veteran because he's one like like that's the thing i point out i was trying to make is not only is he won two stanley cups he didn't just like you know ride on people's coattails he won two stanley cups like unseating Mark Andre Fleury, right? Like one time, like it still, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. The guy, like people are still talking about how great Fleury is. And like this guy, this is the guy that fucking unseated him. And he wasn't just some Jordan, like this is not going to be some Jordan Bennington rehabilitation project. I think like Matt Murray's like, he's fucking due for a great show. And uh, also like, I think now picking up Sam Sonov is, uh, you know, talking about a little goaltender competition. Like I like the, the young guys that we had anyways with uh, Shalgren and Wall, like I think we've got, it's looking like Dubas is, is trying to, even if he doesn't come back, like he's built in short time, a real goaltending depth. Like obviously we don't have a, a Martin Brodeur style name goaltender unless Matt Murray becomes fucking, you know, the Matt Murray of, of winning two Stanley cups. But look, the, these guys all have, all have an opportunity now to like literally just, play their best kick ass and kind of solidify where they are, whether they're one, a one B or, you know, one and two. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look, Matt Murray with a garbage Ottawa team last year in 20 games, went five, 12 and two, but had a above 900 save percentage, which is quite impressive. Uh, the other thing, like 20 is, games, right? Like it's just 20. Mm-hmm. Games. I don't think he played that yeah. much more. But in 51 career playoff games, he's got a 921 save percentage and a 2.18 GAA. That is 
quite impressive. And I know he's had injuries. I know he's had some rough years. But you don't have to go back like five years to see good numbers. Like you only have to go back to, well, okay, 2018, 2019, which is like the last time he played 50 games in a season, a 919 and a 2.69 GAA. Like mm-hmm. he thrives on playing games. I get it. That's not always in his control, but I am with you, Darty. I think as long as. Look, the Leafs have a really good medical staff. If they can keep him healthy, they've got a, a goaltending coach that's worked with him already in the past with the uh, Sioux Greyhounds. And um, <laughs> I I think if they can keep him healthy and in the times when he's not, Samsonov has proven to be a good, like basically the same. Like, I mean, they've got about the same stats. It's just been the last few years those have started to drop off. So I think if they can rehabilitate both these guys to their 2019 form, which again is not that long ago. I think they're well, okay. And, and, and you, you look at like Samsonov was a, a high prospect for the Capitals. He was the next one. He was part of the reason why they were willing to let Hopi go. Yeah. Like Hopi won them a cup and they chose mm-hmm. Samsonov because of his potential. And if you look at, Sam Sonov's numbers going down and Murray's numbers going down. What's the correlation? Washington's getting worse and Ottawa's a dog shit team. Exactly. You give Murray some structure in front of him. And as much as, you know, TSN wants to bash the Leafs because they don't know how to play defense. They don't know how to do this. They don't know how to do this. The Leafs have been actually a fairly decent defensive team over the past couple of years since Keefe has been there. They've been yeah, slowly and steadily since improving. come into his own and you've had Brody there and you've got like, it's really solidified ever since the, the Gardner days, you know, mm-hmm. not to mention Murray lost his father while he was in Ottawa. Right. And knock on wood, thankfully that I have not had to put up with that, but I can't even imagine what that did to him, especially because we know, like, call me out if I'm wrong but I can pretty much guarantee you that Ottawa's support staff for mental health, for doctors, for their players, for everything is not even going to come close to Toronto's. No, just in the sheer amount that they spend alone, like quality aside, like I can't speak to that, but I know that the Leafs spend a shit ton more money on those kinds of services than any other team does. Oh, they, they do. And if like, I'm not going to get too, too crazy into it. Cause I don't want to bore everybody, but like, Murray finished better last year than Campbell did at goal saved above expected. If you break down their last couple seasons, yeah, if you break down their last couple seasons, the high danger save percentage, Murray's better. What are the what are the shots that you know? If you're in the NHL, you're going to stop the easy ones. You're going to stop the ones that you can see. It's the high danger ones that start putting you know, the Shesterkins above the Samsonovs. Like, when it comes down to it, if he's still able to play that way on a team like Ottawa and how bad they've been the last couple years with everything going on behind the scenes while battling injuries, it basically it's a win-win. They got a goalie who has two Stanley Cup rings, who has experience in the league, wants to prove himself. He's coming to his dad's favorite team where his dad's recently passed. So that's more motivation there. 
and he's going to be surrounded by a medical staff that can help him, a team that wants him, that wants to draw from that cup pedigree, and then I was going to say fans that that want him there, but that's been kind of split up. But hey, Toronto has fans, Ottawa doesn't, so... Yeah, and look, he's 28, Samsonov is 25. At the end of the day, like, I like those numbers and committing, a, you know, even one year to Samsonov that it is and the two to Murray, like, that makes me feel a lot better than throwing five times five at Jack Campbell. I'm sorry, but I that just seems a lot more sensical to me. Now and- we're going to throw it over to Jack Campbell is elite, Steph the fanalist for her pick. <laughs> Um, okay, let me ask you guys one thing. How annoying was it last year at the amount of times Mrazek was injured? Pretty Extremely. damn annoying. Oh He's my god. It's pretty annoying when he played too though. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. Also true. And guess what? They both played the same amount of games last year. And even though Mraz, you know, the Leafs were still 20, 10, and 1 with Shalgren and Mrazek at an 888 save percentage. My problem is not Matt Murray's ability. It's will he ever fucking play? This guy's injury history is so, so bad recently, guys. I know he won a Stanley Cup five plus years ago. I know his dad died in 2018, his second last year with the Pens. It wasn't with Ottawa. So this was four years ago, and the numbers just went downhill, downhill. There's a reason why the Pens wanted to ship him off. Like, things just didn't get better. And I understand with the Pens where... They wanted to ship him off because Tristan Jari came up, to be fair. Yeah. They made a choice. That's okay, but let me just go through some of this guy's injury history, okay? And let's just do last year, because... The year before with Ottawa, his first year, he ended his season early and, you know, um, I think it was a lower body injury and then he gets exposed to the Kraken expansion draft. He doesn't get picked. Yada, yada. Had a long summer to recover, right? Uh, He had concussion-related injuries. Preseason starts. It's iffy if he gets the start. He's supposed to play the home opener, but he doesn't. Murray then gets placed on IR on October 12th. Then he plays San Jose on October 22nd. Loses 2-1. Okay, not too bad. Next game, gets injured with the New York Rangers. Head injury, back on IR, October 24th. November 1st, he plays again. Chicago loses 5-1. The next game, he loses 5-3. He loses again, 3-2, not too bad. Then he gets sent to COVID, out of our control, right? We just won't even put it under the rug, whatever. Then he loses 6-3 to the San Jose Sharks and gets put on waivers. Then he gets sent down, misses his first game due to injury. Don't know why, because the guy hasn't been playing. Gets called back up December 28th. Then all the games get postponed. Then he plays Toronto on January 1st, loses 6-0 to Toronto. Then goes on a little streak again, and that's the small sample size that people are referring to because he gets his first win in January. But then he goes back on IR. And then finally it was revealed on April 30th that he has a post-concussion syndrome. And that's been tampering with him. So my problem is, is this guy going to play? Like, we've just 
went through Mrazic. It's going to be Mrazic 2.0 in my mind. Like Samsonov is the security blanket to me, not Matt Murray. To me, all I heard was here's a bunch of time that he wasn't good and finished off with he was dealing with post-concussion syndrome, which is the exact same defense that you guys gave me for why Jack Campbell had a sub-900 save percentage for this whole year is he was dealing with an injury. What we're talking about is rehabilitating somebody and the level of medical staff that the Leafs have. I understand he's had injuries, but post-concussion syndrome is easier to deal with than somebody whose groin is literally made of a Band-Aid, and every time it touches the ice, it falls apart again in Peter Mrazek, who in four more years in the NHL or three more years in the NHL has barely played any more games than Matt Murray has. So he's somebody who has, since the day he was drafted into the NHL, has had injury problems and has never battled for a starting goaltender position like Matt Murray has. Like, I just, I get it. I hear where you're coming from. I I just, I'm looking at the potential and how the Leafs can take that potential and take advantage of it instead of uh, putting him on a shit team, you know? I think it's and, a huge gamble for a 14-game streak where he had okay numbers. Like, this guy has I think it's less of a gamble now. than signing 30-year-old Jack Campbell for $5 million a year for five years. That's way more of a gamble to me than taking on two years of less than $5 million in Matt Murray. Can okay. I also say, can I also say, and, like, you guys can all disagree with me, but I'm the conspiracy theorist here. I always have been. And that uh, five by five isn't even that hard of an ask. And... And that's why it leads me to believe that he definitely got that offer from Dubis too. And he doesn't just, he just doesn't want to fucking be here. All right. No, they didn't that, want to give him five years. That was saying say, that's yeah. bullshit. That's horseshit. That's a complete horseshit. It's, it's, you can't convince me of that at all. All right. Jack did well, not want to be here. And at the end of the day, like we, we would for 5 million, you have Jack and Simpson of, right? Like, it's not it's, but, it's it's not the term. It's that Jack did not want to be here. He was going to no, leave and that was it. Like it's the term. It, it It's entirely the term. They don't want to give five years to a 30 year old first time starting goaltender who had a sub 900 save percentage for three quarters of the season. Any other bullshit. team besides the powerhouse Leafs where you have Austin Matthews scoring 60 goals. Jack Campbell does not look that good. He you give him that term because everything year, everything you're hearing he about, anyways, in that locker room is they're saying, "Oh, they they're, they're so pissed at Dubis now. Like they really love Jack. Like they can't believe this happened. They don't like how it was treated." It's Good. Like they should that, be mad. They got to get uncomfortable. It's like you said earlier. These guys need to get uncomfortable. They can't be babying their goalie and happy with who's there. They have to have a fire lit under them and just go. Look, I don't know what we're gonna get out of our goaltending, so we better fucking play well tonight. That's the attitude I want this team to have, and I think that's what having these two goalies brings. Uh, I just think we should have got more. I think we should have got Gaudet or Mete in the deal. Like, why are we paying separately for these guys? They should have came with Murray. We're not paying separately for them. We signed them as free agents. Well, or for example, a player like that. I know they're free agents, but I mean like a sweetener, like something else. What what player do you want We got paid to take him at a lower cap it. I don't know. I'm just not okay. 50% Ugh. retention. That's what I want. I want 50%. Yeah. Everybody wanted 50, right? Like, yeah, I agree that doing this through another team and getting that extra 25 retained would have been nice. Um, Cause it didn't seem like they would take 50% on themselves. Ottawa. Um, I don't know. I, I hear everybody's fears. I just, 
I, if you're worried about who's in net for the Leafs when you have Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, John Tavares, William Nylander on your forward team, then there's something wrong with this group. Like, if we're that concerned about who's in net, because they finished insane, they finished with the best regular season record they ever have. And again, they had shit goaltending for three quarters of the year. Did you just leave out uh, Calder runner up uh, Michael Bunting? <laughs> okay, if we're just naming the entire roster, I can do that. But my <laughs> point is, you're paying $40 million to four forwards for a reason, and it's not so that you have to rely on one of the top five goaltenders in the league behind you. I know there's history, but honestly, the Sue thing is getting fucking annoying to me because... Oh, it is, 100%. It's just... I don't know. I get that they had a history with the goaltending coaches and such. And Murray went to the goaltending camp, yada, yada, when he was a kid. Fine. But this guy needs to play games and win games. That's what's going to get us to the playoffs. I really like the Samsonov signing, honestly. And I really like that uh, he said to Duvis to sign him to a one-year thing to prove himself, like a prove-it kind of contract, which is amazing. Super rare. You like, because everyone's trying to get term, right? Everyone wants a home. But it's it's comforting. The guy played 44 games last year. So, but I don't know, guys. I'm not, like, I think it's Morazic 2.0. I, I just can't shake it. But I really hope the best for him, of course. Like, this is the Leafs. I'll cheer for whoever is between the pipes. At the end of the day, I want this team to win. But now is not the time to take on Murray because we have the best medical staff in the world. Oh my God. Yes, we did with Morazic too. But, but again, get? post-concussion syndrome and a broken groin are two very different injuries to rehab. But One like, is like time. Who? The other is potentially your whole life. Every time you touch it, it's going to break. <laughs> who, who do you're you making me think you're... this guy's penis is going to fall off. <laughs> like he's just, like, he's just, walk, just walking around, just like trying to reattach it. Like he's a robot. Like, <laughs> I know that's his, his <laughs> Peter, his Peter Mazarek. Peter Mazarek, Peter. <laughs> yeah. And do you guys ever think about like, you know, since Toronto is such a highly, you know, rated puck possession team, the goalies get a little cold after a while. So if no shots are on Jack for two periods, of course, the softest one's going to go in on the third period. Like. Sounds like you're making know. excuses you can there, Steph. Defend him until you die, Steph. He's gone for five I know he's years. Gone, to Oilers. But I'm just saying the Leafs are gonna regret signing Matt Murray. They're not gonna think, regret giving no. not giving five years to Jack Campbell. I can I just think that, that Jack is gonna need to fire his agent because going to Edmonton, like, are you in like for you think sign again, I was talking about five by five is bullshit, right? Because like okay, we're talking about Toronto versus Edmonton, right? Edmonton media is not any fucking nicer than our media. And if he fucks up over there, which he will, because that team's also a fucking dumpster fire, you know, even when they made it to the further in the playoffs, like they, they were getting shit on more than the Leafs throughout the entire season. All right. Like I know how that media was because I, you know, in my first year as a correspondent on Leafs late night, I tried my very best to be as in depth and, and analyze every single team. And all I was he- hearing the entire season is dry not this McDavid's not that pull picks his nose with his tongue. Like pissy, like, oh, pissy, like exactly. Pissy, pissy, like literally like if, if Jack thinks that that's any better, buddy, you need to fire your fucking agent because like you screwed up big time. If you like, you're a nice guy and you're going to get eaten up there. 
because you know what? Like if he has the same season there that he had here, it is not going to be a fun time to be Jack Campbell. Yeah. Agreed. Definitely. So we are out of time. Um, super out of time. We next episode are going to go over the entire forward and defense group. See where we're at. Hopefully <clears throat> there's some new signings to talk about. Hopefully Rasmus Sandin is signed by then, but we'll see. Until then, thank you for tuning in to Leafs Late Night. Uh, we are going to finish it off with, actually, I have a song to plug. Mm-hmm. So before I do that, uh, remember to follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at Leafs Late Night to get all of your updates of when we have new episodes. We are starting to pick back up now that uh, everything is getting crazy again. So uh, with, with that, this is Your Fantasy by Mara off her debut album, which I will leave in the link to this episode. Your Fantasy. I've been waiting on the dawn to come Your light Riding on the back of the sun